This is Money Mondays, episode 062. In this episode, we're talking about SEO basics. Keywords, how to find them, how to choose the ones that will actually get you results and get your pages ranking on page one of Google. Yes, yeah, so we're also going to talk about long tail keywords. What is that? What? Well, we're going to tell you. Yeah, and about, about how you can get way more traffic by ranking each article for multiple keywords instead of just one. Yeah, and we're also going to go in-depth into all the features that are involved in Yoast SEO plugin. If you don't have that yet, that will be on the show notes. You can go and find it. You need that for your WordPress blog. Um, there's so many features on there, and a lot of novice bloggers seem to miss them. Uh, we even missed loads of these in the first six months. Like one day we just clicked on a tab and went, oh, oh. there's a load more options. And you can make a lot bigger results for your pages if you actually use some of the more advanced options. But uh, it's really hard to teach SEO over audio. We were thinking about doing that at one point, but we've decided to do this as a video podcast. This yes. is only our second video podcast, though, It right? is, yeah. We did one on Google Hangouts. It was our interview with Scott Eddy. Uh, so that was travelfreedompodcast.com slash 012. Yes. Still a great one. A lot of people still go back and listen to that because um, well, Scott Eddy's like really huge on Twitter. He's really good to listen to. Yeah, over 700,000 followers on Twitter now, so he's like the man on Twitter for travel. Um, but yeah, we don't normally do video podcasts that often, but we said we sort of felt like it worked better for SEO rather than turning this into an audio podcast. I think you'd have lost a lot of the content that we did when we recorded this. And we actually recorded this back at the beginning of October because we were speaking at the Travel Bloggers Retreat, which was on Kopang Yang, and uh, it was recorded live. Yeah. So it's really happening. We've got an audience. We've got people asking questions. Some of the audio of people asking questions are a little indistinct. I have tried to put some sort of text on the screen in places where it's really hard to hear. Some of the times we're sort of repeating the question back so you'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, if you miss something, just skip back a few seconds and listen for it again. Because uh, yeah, it was interesting doing a, a live audience recording. That's our first one for this podcast. It is, yeah. But also SEO is a really huge topic. So in this particular episode, we don't get around to the, uh, you know, telling you about headline building and all of that sort of stuff. But that is going to be coming in the future. Yeah, because we're looking at doing some more advanced SEO and headline stuff and traffic stuff in the upcoming travel blog monetization summit. Ba -ba 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 -ba! I think this is the first time we mentioned this on the podcast. Oh my but god. I think it is. Uh, that's coming in the first quarter of 2016. We do have a date penciled in, but we're not going to release that date quite yet. And if you're a travel blogger specifically, and you haven't heard about this event yet, do go check it out, travelblogsummit.com. You can pre-register for your free pass, which is pretty awesome. There wait, is a wait. free pass, yes. And uh, we'll be featuring at least 15 industry experts who will be explaining in-depth with actionable steps as to how to build a travel blog that actually makes money. Yes. Those are the ones we're you want, right? We're not bluffing about. We're actually talking to people about getting down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. You know those shitty sales webinars where basically they give you 10 minutes of content and then half an hour of time to sell a product? We're not doing that. No. There might be some sales going on because, of course, people do have products to sell and some of these products are freaking awesome yeah. and you might want to get them. But we're looking at doing something more like 50 minutes of actual content with actionable steps and like three to five minutes of offering what they have on sale. Just because a lot of people are interested in buying something. So we're not going to totally. completely go, oh no, don't buy anything. Because some people want to take the next level and 
Take yeah. it up. So we do have a landing page up, so go check it out. Um, you can pre-register today at travelblogsummit.com. Yeah, and this is made with Optimized Press, which we were talking about back in episode 56. It looks all pretty. Yes. Uh, so you can see some of the power of Optimized Press and sort of some of the stuff we can do with the design with that. It's really flexible. Yeah, it was all just a template, and I just was like, click, write, click, writing, click, photo, easy. Boom, done, pretty. Yeah, real nice. But this episode is part of our core concept series, uh, which is where we're helping travel bloggers who aren't making any money or have just started blogging uh, to actually go through, learn the core skills about setting up your blog and making it look professional. And of course, if you are already doing well with your blog, you've done a little bit with your blog, but maybe you want to make it a bit more professional, then the sort of tips that we're talking about are going to help you. If you're not ranking for loads of articles on SEO, if you're not getting a shit ton of traffic, which is what you want, then this is the sort of thing you want to listen to because these are the tips that we actually use to get over 55,000 page views on a travel blog and now over 65,000 page views on our niche blog, which is the blog we talk about in this episode. Uh, when we talked about this only two months ago, it was about 46,000 page views. It is now 65,000 page views just two months later. Uh, that's how well this year has gone from SEOing the articles. And as we'll talk about, there really is only like six articles on that site. We've just released one new article. But apart from that, we have not released new articles on there. And we now have 65,000 page views. And we're planning that to go up with the new article that just came out. Exactly. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, if you want to get uh, the cheat sheet for this episode and for the core concepts series in general, go to travelfreedompodcast.com slash 062. And that's just our big list of all the tools, resources, and steps that you can take to go from zero to hero with your blog. Yeah, so go grab that now. Yes, all right. Time to do some video. So if you're not watching the video and just listening right now, you need to switch to video because then you can see the slides we used and you can see us like generally flaunting around in front of a room of people. <laughs> Talking a bit, of, a bit of SEO. All right. And a bit of crack. <laughs> As always, fluffing crazy. <laughs> All right, SEO, the most boring thing that everyone has to do. Sorry about that. It's not the most exciting sort of actual work process. We don't find it that thrilling, but we do it all the time because it's super, super, super important. Uh, if you want to get traffic from Google, it's the only way. So we want to talk about a case study with a niche site that we launched. We're not going to tell you what site it is because this is actually outside of travel. And of course, if we told you what it is, we'd have to kill you because that would give away our little mini profit stream that's doing that at the moment. Uh, zero to 26,000 page views on one article. The whole site gets 46,000 page views within the same amount of time. But just our lead article got 26,000 page views a month within 12 months, and that's continually growing still. So we're getting more than that per month on that one article now. And it's a brand new site, completely brand new. We just bought the domain last October. We launched the site in November. Uh, so no backlinking strategy, no, social media. no social media, no email list, no new content. We wrote six pieces of content in November last year. Now this year, four pieces are ranking well and one is ranking insanely well. Just keywords and putting them into the article. That's how much traffic we've got. Five articles. That's it. Yeah, we've never added any more content since November last year, and now we get 46,000 page views a month and about 10 to 14 email signups a day. So I don't know what everyone else's stats are like, but we were pretty damn happy with that yeah. for a brand new site. Um, and yeah, we don't have to do much maintenance. Like, all I do is I get emails from people who subscribe telling me stuff about certain questions to do with that niche. Um, so in this talk, we're going to talk about why keywords are essential to your blog. Uh, that you can build huge traffic from scratch in a few months, just like we did. And 
uh, how to choose the right keywords to get that traffic and get good traffic, because not all traffic is good traffic, and how to build article headlines for SEO. If we get time to go through this full example, we'll do that now. If not, we're going to do it in the workshop, so we can help you not only figure out how to build a good SEO headline, but also we'll look at like, the content inside the article and what is needed. So, why do we care about keywords? Keywords, keywords, keywords. We're going to rush through part one, because as we said, this is basics. Yeah, so yeah, if you have no idea at all about SEO, keywords are what people are searching into their Google. Yeah. When they're looking for something, that's what they're looking for. Google is good. Google is good. Yes. SEO, search engine optimization, it's Google. Simple, yeah. right? It's important because, of course, you want a lot of traffic and you want it for free, rather than having to pay for it or trying to find publications who will publish you so you can get traffic from them. Then this is the easiest way to do it, because it is a process. It's just a process. Anyone can actually make this work if you know how to do SEO. Yeah. And why do you need to do keyword research? Because it's those keywords that make a difference. So it's really easy. So yeah, you get ranked, you get traffic. Uh, ranking is based around keywords. But most importantly, this is a real big point that we like to talk about. Uh, the keywords you choose, uh, if you do the proper research, you actually know what people want. Yeah, you can The keywords you find, that, that keyword yeah. research tells you what people actually want. If you're writing articles about stuff that people don't want, they're not searching for it. So if you don't find keywords that match with what you're writing about, don't bother writing about it. We actually now don't write articles unless there is a significant amount of people interested in it. You might think you have this great idea that you want to write this article about, but if no one's searching for it, it's a waste of your time. Yeah, well, I mean, you might get traffic through social media if you write a really interesting point of view piece. So that's definitely another that way to do true. it. We're not saying that's a bad way to do it. We're just saying if you want SEO traffic and people aren't searching that key term, waste of time. Yeah. Don't even bother. You'll, you won't get lots of traffic out of it. Google. Okay, big traffic from scratch. Let's do a quick look at what we did with this site. You'll notice this. Nothing lying for like six months. And that's how SEO works on a brand new site. That's what we found, that's what other people who start from scratch find. You, because you have absolutely no authority with your site, because no one's been to it, because we're not sharing with social media, because we didn't have a social media to share to, you get nothing for ages. And then, like six months later, you suddenly get this little peak, which we would estimate is because we made the bottom of page one on Google. As soon as you're on the bottom of page one and Google starts seeing that people actually go to your page and stay on your page and read your page, we do long-form articles because that means people stay on longer. That, that's good for us. And then you get, we've got another jump here. I know it's probably a little bit difficult to see back there, but we jumped from here where it's about 100 page views per day to about 400 page views per day pretty much within the space of a couple of days. It just, it went from wherever at the bottom of page one to like the middle high of page one. And as soon as it goes to that, there's actually really specific stats on how many people go to your page depending on where it is on page one. If it's at the top, you get like 80% of the traffic from page one. If you're right at the bottom, you get like 5%. So we saw that difference. Um, and then it keeps going up and up and up and up to this point here where we're averaging sort of around 1,000 page views a day-ish, just under that. So yeah, this site launched October, November last year, and that lead article gets that much traffic just because of SEO. It's pretty crazy. So the size of your blog does not matter. That's the most important point here. If you have a brand new blog and you just started, you can still achieve this as long as you do really good keyword research. Absolutely. I think yeah. um, Sharon Gourlay will be speaking. At the thing that will not, not be named. Go <laughs> to that talk if you are interested in it. She's fantastic. She actually just nailed $5,000 a month through her niche affiliate sites that she has and it's all SEO. 
Yeah, it's all SEO. I think she decided like two years ago, I'm just going to do SEO. I'm just going to target keywords that are people looking to buy something, and then they'll come onto my website, read about it, and they'll buy it. And now she makes five thousand dollars a month. I wish we had that much patience with keywords. Very patient lady. <laughs> we, we do all this stuff, so we don't put as much time into this as we should. This is a screenshot from our five dollar traveler personal blog, which of course already had some authority. We released an article on here, I can't remember what it was. This isn't one of our biggest articles, this is one of our like, medium-sized articles. You'll see when it came out, back in July 2014, we weren't a very big blog anyway, in July, July 2014, that's ages ago. Uh, but we had a little tiny peak on day one from sharing to our relatively small social media audience at that time. And then obviously, it's gone through the waiting period, but the waiting period is a lot shorter because the blog already has authority, so Google goes, okay, this is a normal site and people go to it regularly, so it's not just a spam site or something. And then, yeah, slow growth. We didn't get as many pages on this because the keywords for this particular topic are not quite as much search volume as they are on the other side that we did. Which is why when we built the other site, we built it around search terms that were very big search volume. Before we wrote a single word. Before we wrote a single word. We'll talk about that in a second. So, how much work <laughs> is SEO? How much time do people normally spend on keyword How many guys do you have Yoast in WordPress? How much, do we have a few comments? How much time do you spend on putting keywords into Yoast? Depends on the field. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Sometimes longer. Sometimes longer. Yeah. So maybe up to 30 minutes. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah, we'd say if you just choose... Half an hour, an hour. Yeah. yeah, so you're probably doing right more track. than most people, but yeah, you're on the right track for sure. Um, just using a keyword, if you just come up with a keyword in your head, you go, I'm running about Paris, so I'm going to put Paris as my keyword. Uh, it might take you 10 minutes to put Paris into your article a lot. Okay, pretty easy, doesn't really have any impact at all unless you are very lucky. Uh, if you do a basic keyword search, and we'll talk about how to do that in just a second, and then put it into Yoast and do some switching around in your article, maybe spend 30 minutes, uh, if you do a bit more of an advanced keyword search, maybe an hour, if you want to get the success we were getting with those other articles, five hours. Five hours of looking at keywords, figuring out exactly which keywords are the right ones, researching all of the sites that are already using those keywords. And we're talking about finding maybe 10 or more keywords at least, and you might search through 20 or 30 or 40 keywords before you find those 10 that you're going to use in your article. So it's not just about one keyword, it's about more keywords. We honestly spend on average with my fellow traveler, probably about the one hour event, you know, one hour, but we really, you want to really be successful at the like, Sharon, Sharon spends at least three 10 hours. Just three, four days, she says she spends. This does not include the time it takes you to write the article. Exactly. This is mind. just doing the keywords, just finding yeah. the keywords and checking every then single keyword. Then you have keyword. to write the story the keywords. Yes. You have to optimize very well. So yeah, if you're not spending five hours on SEO, you're probably not going to get number one on Google. Uh, but if you do, you can, and it really is just a matter of doing it. It's a pain in the butt, but you can do it. Uh, it is fluffing boring, isn't it? So, SEO, it's not an even playing field. Big sites do rank easier, but small sites can get results as we've proven, and lots of other people with niche sites have proven. You just need to choose the right keywords, which we'll be talking about in just a minute. Um, established sites, like our main blog, can rank in one to six months. If you have guardian.co.uk, or Huffington Post, you rank in one day, maybe, for a keyword. But they don't really keyword, because they don't they need don't have to. to. They've got so much traffic, they don't need to keyword. Which means you can actually compete with these big sites. 
because they don't bother keywording. They've got authority, but they don't have keywords. So you can balance that out by doing really good SEO. Um, yeah, and as we said, a brand new site from scratch. If you're just really new and just launched a blog, it's going to take a lot longer than one to six months, but we managed it in about nine to ten months, so we're getting decent traffic. And yeah, at least five hours work. Right? This is a big thing, right? Yeah. How did you use keywords? I guess this is what everyone is waiting for. Yes. So uh, the big thing we find with a lot of new bloggers is they do have Yoast put in, and they'll put a keyword into Yoast, and it'll go, "Yes, you've ticked. You've got all the green lights." And you go, "Yes, I keyworded it." Agreed. Agreed. Wow. That does not mean that it's a good keyword. You could have chosen Paris, and Paris obviously is not going to make So choosing the right keywords, going into long tail keywords. Uh, some of the essential things you need to do to make we'll sure. We'll explain what a long-term keyword is. We will, we'll get to that, yes. But you want to choose your keywords before you write the article. Do not even start typing. Do not start writing one single sentence. Yep. Because if you do, you have to rewrite half the article to get all the keywords in afterwards. Yeah, which can make it look spammy. We've all read articles where you just know that they've just tried to just slam keywords in there and it looks crap. If you want to be a legitimate blog with still SEO, you need to have those keywords crumbling around in your head. You need to have found them already and sort of figure out as you write your text how you're going to incorporate them organically throughout. So we just you don't go back and just like just shove it in there so you get basically. Has everyone seen this screen before? Yeah. Google Keyword Planner. Everyone wants to be people. All right. And show of hands. Yeah. So mark 50-50. You want to explain some of what this All right. is? I spend a lot of time here. <laughs> yes, okay. least so if you've now. never been on here before, you need to, um, you can just Google in um, Keyword Planner, go into AdWords, if you, you've got to log in with your Gmail account or if you've got a Google Analytics account. YouTube account, any of that will look you in too. Yeah, but Keyword Planner will bring this up. Um, this is actually the second page. Uh, you click on something that's like find keywords, you put in the keywords that you want, then it brings up this. So this one, our keywords we put in is just travel Thailand, and it brings, pretty simple. You can see through here, 3,600 people per month search that term, travel Thailand, in Google. Below here, they have keywords by relevance, so other terms that people are looking for that you might be able to use that might be handy. So this one here, traveling Thailand, with two L's, so the UK Australian spelling, the non-American, North American spelling, it gets a thousand a month. So a lot of people are like breaking the American spelling, which is only 590 people a month for the American spelling, and it's high competition. But you put in the rest of the world spelling, and <laughs> just say it. <laughs> it's a thousand, and it's medium. So you've got more of a chance of being able to rank for that particular word. But really importantly, this actually tells you something about your audience. This tells you the people who are going to Thailand are from England and Australia. That is or a Canada. bigger audience. Or, can or Canada. Canada. It's not many people from Canada, I don't <laughs> <laughs> They could be, they could be, okay, so it could be Canadians going yes. as well. But, I mean, because of the proximity of Thailand to Australia, we can probably assume a lot of Australians going, and I meet a lot of British people around here as well. Um, but yeah, this does at least help you realize that Americans are not searching for this as much as everyone else. Yep. So if you're writing an article targeted at Americans, you're probably not going to do as well as you would if you went, let's write it for British people. Let's spell things differently. Let's spell them right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see, at, well, maybe obviously, down the very bottom here is Travel Advice Thailand. That's going to 480 per month and a low. So generally you want to try and find the lows. 
Now, this is what you can look for to either do your headline, but also all of these terms, if you find a whole bunch of them, they could be like 10 people a month look for it, 90 people for a month look for it, 30 people a month look for it. All of that adds up to people who are looking. So if you can have those different terms all mumbled up in different ways throughout your post, that's like... That's a long tail keyword. All of these like five or six word phrases that are getting like 50 searches a month. Although you don't want to use that for your headline because then you're only going to get 50 searches a month. But if you use that throughout your article like once or twice, because so few people are actually competing for that long tail keyword, then you're probably going to rank on page one and you're going to get those extra 50 people a month and then for just including one phrase in the body of your text, you're getting an extra 50 people a month. And that's really the point with long tail keywords and why you should have more than one keyword. Ignore Yoast telling you that you should only have one keyword, you have to start putting other keywords in and then you get this whole web of traffic rather than going for one thing. This is also really helpful because it tells you when people, the spikes are, when people are looking for those particular keywords. We currently have an article we SEO'd a few months ago, which is the best travel gifts for 2015. Heavily SEO'd article, I searched for ages looking up SEO words for that. And it's we're like, we know. One already, right? I think, oh, we're up there. I don't know if we're number yeah. one, but we're pretty, we're pretty we well did it like two months We ago. know through <laughs> doing this research that by Christmas time, that's going to spike. So you've got to be able to do your article a couple of months in ahead. At least three months ahead. Let the SEO have its time and Google to actually come and find you. And then eventually that Christmas time kicks in. Boom! People are clicking on your affiliate links to go buy their travel gifts. Everyone else came in too late. We came in six months early and by the time people start typing in 2015, we start getting all the traffic. Yeah, so you can plan your articles around where, like, in the lead up to when you know there's going to be a spike of people looking for that. Yeah, is there anything else on here? Uh, I know not everyone can see oh, perfectly good. from over there, but there is also this suggested bid. This is really interesting. I mean, we don't personally do advertising. This is a value that Google AdWords put on a click. So if you advertise using Travel Thailand and you come up as a Google ad on the side, it will cost you approximately £1.61, which is about $2.70 per click. Now, you think if your article is ranking at number one and you contact a Thailand travel company and go, you would have to pay $2.70 a click, but I'm getting all the traffic because people go through organic. So how much can I charge for advertising? Well, you can put a dollar value on it by estimating based around where you're ranking what keywords and what this value is. On the flip side as well, if companies contact you going on links into their article, blah, 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 a lot of people you see on the Facebook groups are like, I don't know how much you charge. It's <laughs> this is it. If you know what you're ranking for, which you can find out, that's a bit of an advanced technique to figure out what you're ranking for. I think it's in Google Webmaster Tools, but we can talk about that in the workshop later if people are interested. Um, so, really important points. The highest page views is not always the best choice because those really high page view ones, other people are doing SEO and they will be, if they're a big company, like Intrepid, they will be looking for the big keywords because they know they've got an authority site that will rank. Nomadic Matt will be looking for the big keywords. So you don't want to necessarily go for the massive, massive keywords. Yeah. And if it's like one word rather than two words or more, those one word keywords are really hard to rank for these yeah. days. Um, and the competition level that we talked about, that low, medium, high, it's not always as accurate as you think it is. Yeah. Because Google's competition ranking is aimed at advertisers, not organic search. It tells advertisers about how many other advertisers are competing. This can be useful to know, but you shouldn't base your SEO decision solely around this factor. You need to take the word that you that comes up as low, go search for it in Google yourself. 
and see what articles come up. Because, you know, if you look up, um, like, uh, Lonely Planet China, it comes up as, like, 1,200 people a month look up Lonely Planet China, and it comes up as low. Because it's Lonely Planet. Lonely, like, no one's people, competing with Lonely Planet you know, for the keyword. Yeah. What's the point? Anyone who searches Lonely Planet, Planet China is looking to buy the Lonely Planet China guide. Lonely Planet will come up first, like, that's what they're going to buy. There's yeah. no point in yeah, a few people might want to read a review, so if you wrote a review on it, you might get some traffic and then you might click your affiliate link, you might make a few dollars a month. That's definitely possible. I don't personally think it's worth the time, because I don't think you'll make enough out of it. So, <laughs> based on the number of page views against who who's ranking, as Meg said, you have to check, see who it is who's actually ranking and decide if you can. We'll talk about very specifically how to do that after this, but you have to see if you think it's realistic that your blog can rank against the people who are up there. 300 to 3,000 page views on one of those search terms is a good primary keyword. The 300 is a bit low be, per month. Per month. Like, just because they're easy to compete for. If you have a, I mean, you've got quite a big blog, but people who have a smaller blog, they might not want to go above 3,000 to start with just because it's going to be quite hard to compete for. Um, yeah, that's per month. So. Yeah, 300 is a little bit low. We do compete for that sometimes if we're writing an article for a company, so we've already been sponsored to write it, and we just like we have to find some keywords to try an SEO, we're happy to take something around 300 or below. It's still worth keywording anyway, and it gets them a bit of extra traffic eventually. Um, and yeah, check out who else is ranking. So, let's talk about why some keywords are good and some keywords are not so good. This is one that we've had a struggle with, backpacking, because we started backpacking for beginners, we knew this new site that we launched was going to be difficult because the word backpacking has two different meanings in America. In the rest of the world, backpacking means going traveling with backpack. In America, it means going hiking. To English people, it's called hiking. So yeah. everyone in England knows what we're talking about. In America, 50% of people click through on the word backpacking and then find a travel site and go, I'm not going to a mountain. What's this? Like, where's my mountains? Terrible. So. That sort of keyword, you've got to assume, what are people actually searching for when they put in the keyword? They want to, maybe 50% of them want to find out about hiking, they don't want to find out about what we do. So it is a bit confusing, but we went with it anyway because we felt other methods to get traffic. It's not, that's not what we're ranking for. But then the word backpack, it's a buyer search term. If someone puts backpack into Google, they want to buy a backpack. They don't have to write buy backpack to know that they're in the market to get a backpack. They just haven't bothered to put the word buy. But a better term would be, what backpack for travel? Because unlike the word backpack, which gets thousands and thousands of searches and takes them to Amazon, REI, and all these other sites where you can buy a backpack, what backpack for travel? That's a question. They want some information from a blogger or another website as to what sort of backpack they should actually be buying. So they're not ready to buy. They want information on what they should buy. So that's something, if they get to your site, they're going to use your affiliate link if you've got a good article. They're going to click through to Amazon, they're going to click through to REI, and you're going to get a commission for that. So, or, yeah, buy a backpack. It's pretty specific. We're about to buy a backpack. Probably won't rank for that. That's really hard. But if you're like, what backpack should I buy for travel? Really crazy long keyword. Hardly any people are going to have actually used that as their headline for their article. So if that was the headline of your article, whereas REI just says backpack, you're actually going to rank better than REI eventually if you SEO properly. It's such a specific term, Google will go, that's the most specific article on this topic, and that's what they'll look for. Just bear in mind which words to use. Something like Paris, as we said before, it doesn't tell you anything. The reason this doesn't tell you anything is because there's a million reasons why someone would be typing Paris into Google. 
They could be typing it in because they want to find the Wikipedia article. They could be typing it in because they're doing a school project. They could be typing it in because they want to see some photos of Paris that they're going to include on their own blog article. Yeah. There's millions of reasons you type this in. Um, a, you're not going to rank for it, because obviously Wikipedia and everyone's already taking it. But B, if someone did click through to your article, um, what are they going to buy? What are they going to learn? Um, they're not going to buy anything, probably, because they probably weren't looking it's not specific enough. But if you do have Paris walking tours, it's obviously what yeah, it shows you exactly what the person's looking for. Yeah. So you run up on walking tours, link for each one. Bam. That's what they wanted to know about. That's what you told them about and recommended. And you can sell some Paris walking tours. We don't sell Paris walking tours. Paris has completely taken over as a, as a niche. So we don't really talk about Paris, but it's just an example. Um, but if, for example, this said free Paris walking tours, it may have way more traffic coming to it than Paris walking tours, and you're like, oh, I'm getting loads of traffic. Those people don't want to buy anything. They want to go to Paris and do a thing for free. So if you're targeting free Paris walking tours, how much are you going to sell? Zip. Fluff. Nothing. Unless you Nothing. can Nothing. incorporate that into another, like, you can, like, funnel it to another article yeah. where you're like, hey, hey. You get the traffic. You know, you, you have somewhere to stay. Exactly. Yeah. You, know. you might get that, but it's a much harder sell. Why go for the hard sell? Why go and try to sell something to someone who wants something for free when you can sell something to someone who's actually looking specifically for a Paris walking tour? Okay, so some actionable tips for everybody. When you're going to do your keyword research, of course, go on the keyword plan. If you haven't done that before, do go on there because it's the easiest and freest way of finding keywords. Um, list some promising keywords, as many as you can, related around the topic. You might need to type in a few different search terms for it to then suggest different groups of keywords every time. Um, even ones with lower page views, like sub 300, write them down. Sorry? Um, can you clarify what you mean by lower page views? I think I made this number. It was under 300 page views a month, yeah. I would say lower page views. Like under oh, Yeah, it's the amount of, sorry, yes, the amount of times they type it in. Okay. Yeah, right. so it's how many people actually put in that keyword to Google every month. If it's under 300 a month, still type them in, um, still put them on your list because some of those would be your long tail keywords, you include them once or twice in the article, and you get just a little bit of extra traffic for really no extra work. It's pretty simple. Find, like, once you've whittled down your list and you've checked every single um, keyword by putting it in Google and seeing who's actually ranking, whittle down to the best, and which is your balance between how many searches they get every month and how easy they're gonna to be to compete for compared to who's already competing. So, you wanna get keywords into your post. Okay. So this is every single place you need to have. You'll have where one. Almost. You'll, you'll have one main keyword that you want to focus on for your entire post. So as we said before, you need to have at least ten. Of that ten, you need one that you're going to focus on. That's going to be your headline. It's going to be part of your headline. This is how many times you need to use that keyword in your article at a bare minimum. So it needs to be in your headline. It needs to be in your URL. Now, I don't know if all of you know that you can change your URL. Um, if you don't, please do, because long URLs drive me insane. Yeah, just below Especially your when I have to tweet them. Okay, yeah, 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 those really long URLs. Um, yeah, change it so that it's got the keyword in it. Uh, headings and subheadings. Uh, this is really important for writing articles anyway. Like some people just like to vomit on a, on a page and just go. If you break it up into headings and different points, it's easier for people to read. Make sure that your keyword is in those headings. Body of the text. Try and get in there as many times as you can. Sneak the fluffing. <laughs> um, 
When you, it, they, Google does recommend that you try and get it in at least the first two sentences. If you could, like, Even the first sentence. The first sentence. The closer you can get it to the beginning of the article, the easier it is. If it's the first word in the headline, that is better than the last word in the headline as well. Yeah. So that's all good stuff. Photo tags. I don't know how many people photo tag, but all of your alt tags in your photos need to have your keyword in it. You have the name of the photo and then have your keyword in there. Because if people search Google Images, it'll be easier for people, like, you know, if they look up that search term and they go Google Images, which I do sometimes, your picture's going to come up. But if you don't have that keyword in your alt tag, it's just going to disappear yeah, into the... but it also contributes to the overall SEO of your whole page. Yes. So not just good pictures. Uh, and in your meta description. That's another important thing. Make sure you do fill out your meta descriptions with your keyword in it. Otherwise, it's... First, if possible. Yes, first. First thing in the meta description. Um, if you don't fill out a meta description, it's just going to be the first couple of words of your article, which one doesn't look that professional. Um, if you have used your keyword, then technically it's going to be there, but it just doesn't rank. Yeah, so you won't get your green light from Yoast. Yeah, I guess most people are probably putting it in there, but yeah, make sure it's solidly at the start if you can. So, yeah. And get multiple keywords in your meta description. We try not to get three keywords in our meta description without pushing spammy. So yeah, that's all the main ones. There are a few other little bits and pieces that are sort of minimum. Uh, we're going to run through the Yoast screen. I know most of you have seen this, but we just want to talk about a few points in this that people might not be doing or might not be doing well enough. There's also some advanced features. Um, this is one of our articles about Moroccan hammams. We got naked in Esawira, Morocco, which was lots of fun, naked with locals, yeah. always good. Um, so first of all, you probably all know about the focus keyword bit, where you put your keyword. Obviously, once you've done your five hours of keyword research, you can put your main keyword in there. <laughs> and then, uh, you need all of these to go green. Does everyone know about everything needs to go green? That's something people have seen, okay, cool. easy enough. So obviously, <laughs> your title down here is going to be based around uh, Google, that's the title that will appear on Google, you probably know that already, whereas your headline at the top is the one that goes on your website. And then if you click on the social button here, we haven't got a screenshot of that, you know that you put a different headline in for social media, so you need a clickbait headline for social media and an SEO headline for Google. Yeah. I don't know how many people have done that, but we didn't see any of these in the first six months that we used Yoast. Okay, okay, Tom, everyone just missed that. Okay. So, okay, if you click... We, it took us a while to discover, actually, but there's different things here. So you have yeah, your general, and we'll show the page analysis next. But this social one here is really important. This is my little domain. So you have one heading that's for your article. So it's like... Comes yeah, up on your blog, basically. It, it's like Moroccan Hamam, that day I got naked in Essaouira with a big Moroccan woman. That could be the headline of your article. And you can call that whatever you want. You know, have your... As team, long as the keywords. Have your keyword. Then you want a more succinct... SEO title. That's going to come up in Google for those people who are searching for you. So that's a whole different article. Then in your social, you want to click back, uh, clickbait one. So something that's going to draw them in. It's like, like oh, I, I was so so Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me in the rocker, <laughs> but at the end you'll be inspired. <laughs> if you yeah. do that bullshit, that's whatever. But that, you know, that, that's what I mean. But yeah. That's sort of um, Social also allows you to change your images, so you can choose what image shows up on what social media platform. So I use Canva to do all of our design for that, and I do. I have Canva Business, which means I can magic resize. So Five Dollar Traveler is based in a Pinterest format, so I do a Pinterest picture, then I magic resize into Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, 
and then I adjust it so it fits and they go into this social part here. So no matter what social media it goes on, image fits and looks good. All yep. with your alt tags, alt tags, different yep. keywords. And anyway. different headlines. You can have a different headline on Twitter from Facebook if you want. Choose a different headline, whatever you think is going to work. Because it's obviously a shorter, profile. Yeah. shorter profile. Um, okay, so yeah, that's the social one and that's the title one. So you need to bear in mind that those titles have to be different. Otherwise, you're going to have this sort of slightly, I mean, this isn't the most generic title. Sometimes they're more generic than that for SEO, for Google, because we're just stuffing as many keywords in and making people see that it's what they want to read about. Um, we managed to get Moroccan Hammam in the end here of the meta description, so we haven't done quite as well on that. Uh, it's not the end of the world. This isn't the best ranking SEO page ever. This is just an example from our website. That's all, but I think there's a couple of keywords in here. Um, obviously, Morocco is a keyword that we're not going to rank for. Um, oh, you can see in our, um, in our actual URL, we also have Hammam Esoera, which is another keyword. So that's, we couldn't fit that in, but we have got Hamam and Esawira in here, so even though they're not next to each other, they will still partially rank for Hamam Esawira. So, so there's millions and millions of tips, and there's no way we can give them all to you in 15 minutes. So yeah, workshop afterwards, we can go through a few more details, because yeah, everyone's brain is going to explode. Uh, the second tab here, have people used page analysis yet? Who's used page analysis? A couple of people. Okay, so there's actually lots of information here. This gives you, once you've done your keyword and you've put your keywords in all your titles and in your body text, this will tell you how well you've done. So we've done quite well. We've got a lot of greens. Uh, we haven't put the keyword in enough times. 0.46% is what we put it. And we actually put it in uh, five, seven, times seven, in, five times in the body of the text. Oh, yeah, and this was in twice in the headlines. headlines. Right, like that. So it wants so more. It wants more. Oh, uh, thousand words. Maybe a thousand words. Fifteen hundred. So seven. Oh, is it fifteen? Yeah, about fifteen. That might be one. So we could have SEOed this better, as I said. We're using this as an example because we don't want to give away our best SEO posts <laughs> to a public video, uh, which would sort of undermine what we're doing because everyone will be taking photos and copy us. Um, so you wanted to aim for one percent, and that's actually quite a lot of keywords. Obviously, in a thousand, that's ten. If you have a thousand word article, that's ten keywords. Uh, using the same keyword plus then all your other keywords. As I said, it's actually quite difficult to use 10 keywords and not make it sound a bit strange. You have to be pretty smart with how you put them in, um, which is why we haven't managed to put them in as enough times here. Um, no outbound links. That's really silly. I don't know why we haven't done that. If you want to put in an outbound link to something like Wikipedia, that's something we do because it's something we know people probably aren't going to click. Because we, because we can't link them out because it's like a yeah, that's true. Normally we have outbound links, but obviously what you want is you don't want people to be so excited about clicking away to another page that you're going to lose them. You want to put in an outbound link so that Google is happy, but you want it to be something really generic like Wikipedia. So like you could Wikipedia Morocco. People probably aren't going to click that because if they're reading the article, they already know what Morocco is. Where does the keyword have to be in your outbound link? Oh, it doesn't have to be in the outbound link. You have to have at least one outbound link in your article because then Google... Uh, yeah, related to what you're writing about is better. Um, you could really have anything. It's just oh, yeah. so that Google doesn't yeah. think you're trying to force people into something. It wants to feel like you're organically linking around the internet. Could it be within your own site? Or does it have to no, be that's an inbound link. Uh, you should have inbound links as well, which I think might be on here somewhere. It's like if we had mentioned, like if, if that particular Hamam had been like a, a, a proper spa place, then we could have put the link to the spa. 
but because it was like just a really local place, we didn't have that outbound link. They don't have a website, so. Yeah, but just go with something Usually generic. Usually you'll have always have an outbound link. To be a yeah. It's just a rare case. But just as an example, so you can see this stuff. You'll link to an activity or you'll link to someone else's article. Or the next one down is, I know you probably can't read it from over there, but this is the ease of reading score. This one is 72.2. I think you have to be over about 65. If yours is over 65, it's easy to read. Essentially, what the internet and Google think is that you should be writing for a 8 to 12 year old person. If you write in a style that an 8 to 12 year old person can understand, you are hitting the majority of all human beings on the planet, and all English speaking human beings on the planet. So that means your article is easy to understand. And so they like you if you do that. If you write a college paper with lots of complicated words and lots of long sentences, it's going to have a score of like 40. And then it's like, yeah, only someone at degree like level will understand what you're saying, and so it's not going to rank. Not going to rank at all. So that's really important. To, it actually helps you understand your writing and whether your writing is working, like on a, a way that other people can understand it. So it's not just for SEO. It's really useful for us to go. Oh, I got a score of fifty. I'm I'm making this way too complicated. I need shorter sentences. I need it to be punchier so that people understand what we're writing. Um, after that, all of the stuff that we've talked about before, having the keywords in the URL, in the image or all the images, if possible, uh, in the first paragraph of the body text. Um, it's in at least, ours is in two out of five subheadings, so that's not too bad. If you can get it in more, it's obviously good. Um, you've never used this focus keyword before on your blog at all. So if you're writing two articles with exactly the same focus keyword, people may look at that as a bit strange. Might be a bit spammy. So there's so many things on here, and most of them are self-explanatory. So you just need to go in and press that page analysis thing and start looking at the articles you've already written and see what you can change. Because they, they do just say, you need to do this, you need to do this. Um, in the meta description, uh, more than 300 words, articles under 300 words, who don't like? They like long articles. Is there any problem with using the same description for multiple images? No, I do it No, like every image. Cut, same, same cut, paste, 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 paste. Yeah. That's not, there's no, there's no no, I mean, you want to put an extra description next to the keyword, probably. Yeah, I mean, you, if you want to, like, if you just do want it to show you, you happen to be, a lot of people are doing, like, Pinterest pretty images, you might want to actually put in a description of the image, because uh, if people choose to pin that, it's just going to come up with your crappy alt description. So I've got into the habit of all of my Pinterest images, and, like, for, like, this is blah, 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 and, you know, more about this article, click through on this pin. So if someone does pin it, it's got a full description there once it goes onto Pinterest, Plus, it's got the keyword there as well, which is also good for Pinterest. Yes, exactly. Like, and oh, I'm not doing that. Actually, quick tip, if you put your keyword not only in the alt tag, but also in the caption, it's a really easy way to have your keyword added without it looking like you're spamming the article with keywords, because then the captions are all sort of separate from the body text. It can be completely out of context, and it won't look weird because it's not in your actual writing. Um, yeah, the page title is the right length, and yeah, we've got enough words on the page. So that is something you really should look at before you publish. Make sure you've got all of that stuff green. There is more to it than Yoast, so we do want to talk about beyond SEO, Yoast, like the, the more advanced stuff. As I said, I really don't think we're going to get time to do it because it's 12.20 already. Too much stuff in the talks. Um, yeah, Yoast tells you just how to use one keyword. You need to be able to add more keywords. You can change that focus keyword 
and then check what it's done with the second keyword, change it again, check what it's done with the third keyword, and go through that, and then go back to the first yeah. keyword afterwards. And as we said before, please, please remember that yours tells you that you've used the keyword adequately, it doesn't tell you that it's a good keyword. Yeah. So many people think that you get all those green lights and it's a good keyword. Yeah, yeah, do that research. And it doesn't help you with multiple keywords or like conceptual articles, which are like topic-based articles. Google really likes topic-based articles now. So if you have like multiple articles on your site that are all related to Morocco, and you form this sort of network of inbound links that are all on Morocco, Google goes, well, this article is connected with loads of Morocco stuff. It's about Morocco. It's about something in Morocco. Loads of the words are related to Morocco. Although they're not the same keyword, they're all related to the same topic. And it goes, well, this is probably quite an authority article about Morocco. That's going to be really helpful. Um, it's, this stuff is where it's getting really tricky. You have to be spend a lot of time figuring out how to put this all into an article. Which is why it takes so much time. It's actually SEO probably. Yeah. Um, Thank you for listening, yeah. guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's almost the end of the show. Yes, so therefore we've got some travel homework for you. Yes, and it's travel homework option time. We've got two yes. options for you today. Yes, so if you've already been writing for a while, you've got quite a bit of content already on your blog, we want you to go back and optimize some of your old posts. Google yep. loves it. Google loves it. Yep, you're making updates to the post. Google actually likes that as long as you make good updates. If you do some thorough keyword research and you can go and get those keywords into those articles and maybe you can even change the headline, choose stuff that isn't really getting any traffic and that you know is good content but not getting traffic. Because if you've already got traffic... You don't want to destroy something be, you've already built. You've got to be careful yeah. if you've got an article that's doing pretty well and then you change the headline and you might lose all your traffic. So, yeah, we're not advising you to go change everything. Just find some stuff that you think is really well written, really useful, and hasn't quite got the traffic you think it should be getting. Yeah. Go optimize it. Option number two. We want you to go and write a minimum of three heavily focused SEO articles. Brand new articles that you've done thorough keyword research on. Yeah. Now, this is actually a lot of work. So you don't have to write three by next week, because seriously, it's... No! If you want to do it really well, we advise spending at least 10 hours doing the SEO and the writing and then publishing. So it is a lot of work, but do it. You have to actually do it. You have to go, I am going to sit down this week. I'm going to research keywords for a few hours. I'm going to decide which post I can actually rank for, who is not competing with me too much, keywords that haven't got loads of big articles like Forbes and yep. those sorts of people who minimum, aren't competing. Minimum list of 10 keywords that yep. you're going to use per article. One big keyword that's going to be your main keyword in your headline and nine other smaller keywords that you're just going to throw in the text that are very closely related to the main keyword. That's our suggestion. Do it! Go do it. SEO for your life! Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at MyTravelFreedom. Or email info at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye.